purple, get ready to roll indeed. Welcome to College and Kimball. I am your host, Jeff Burkhart, joined as always by Alex Speth, Justin Nutter, and Clint Wilson. Clint, better known as the K-State Fan 2 on Twitter. Yes, he is that guy who is posting all of the highlight videos of current players, getting the juices flowing as we draw ever closer to the kickoff of the 2021 Kansas State football season. So certainly give Clint a follow. If you haven't already, go ahead and give our main account a follow. It's just college underscore Kimball. You'll find all of our individual handles linked out on that page. Now, if this is your first time joining us, we certainly do appreciate you giving us a listen. If you are a repeat offender who jumped on the bandwagon as soon as we started cranking out those Snyder 2.0 era retrospective podcasts, we appreciate you coming back. I I speak for the group here in, in saying that it was a tremendous amount of fun going back and researching all of those old teams and taking a trip down memory lane. But thankfully, we have current content to put out for you. And with that being said, it seems an opportune time for me to drop a shameless plug here. We do have the 2021 season preview podcast available available for download on Spotify and Apple. We have close to three hours worth of content in that episode. We deep dive into everything. Take a brief look back at 2020 and how it impacts and influences our thoughts As we jump forward into 2021, we break down every single position group, we do schedule analysis, and then we talk about some of the broader storylines surrounding both individual players and overall program trajectory. So as I said, if you're going to be making the trip down to Dallas for the season kickoff against the Stanford Cardinal at Jerry World, go ahead and give that a download, man. It'll make a dent, a pretty sizable dent in that commute if you're going to be driving it, even if you're flying, like I said, it's plenty of content. It'll make it, that trip go that much faster. Now, we're going to be embarking on a, a little endeavor here that is the brainchild of Clint. And with that being said, Clint, I'm going to go ahead and just throw it to you, man, and let you outline what we're going to be doing here with this fantasy draft. So we are doing something that, to my knowledge, has not been done before. And it could be awesome or it could be a complete failure. We will find out. So we are going to do a K-State player-only draft between the four of us, and not just a draft, but the entire fantasy season. So you may be wondering, how is this possible uh, with uh, the lack of positions between the four of us? Uh, I have altered scoring so that quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, tight ends, fullbacks, all the defensive players, kickers are all eligible and are all relatively even if they uh, get high enough usage to be uh, players that will get you a lot of points. So someone like Daniel Green, uh, if you think he's going to get 80 tackles on the year, that's, uh, I think the way I have it set up, that's 80 points right there. If he's going to get some sacks, some interceptions, some uh, tackles for loss, pass deflections, those are all worth points. Um, You know, the, the kickers are are very valuable in this I think if you make a 50 yard field goal that's seven points right there now obviously if you got a kicker who's splitting time um, between one or two other kickers then you know there might not be as valuable which might be the case this year um, but you know if one of the guys locks it up that'll be a pretty valuable player obviously you know the guys like Skylar Thompson will how well not will Howard per se but uh, Deuce Vaughn these guys are going to be pretty valuable. But, uh, you know, so is a 
you know, Jerron McPherson, uh, Cody Fletcher might be pretty valuable. Timmy Horn could be very valuable. Um, we really, do, I, I did some uh, some work to see how this would all calculate out. I don't know if that's going to ha- be how it really goes. We're going to find out. Let's do it. Why not? <laughs> this is what makes uh, what makes college football great. I'm looking forward to seeing, like I said, how this all pans out over the course of the season. Clint, I do think you did a, a solid job in, in trying to evenly distribute points amongst the positions. I know that's so hard, and, and when we don't really have a, a format for college, it makes it even more challenging. But let's uh, let's go ahead and dive in. And uh, Alex, I believe you are the lucky owner of pick number one. I am pick number two, and then shit, I forgot. Clint, are you three? Yes. <laughs> or is Nutter three? <laughs> You're I three, am three, Nutter. and then Nutter has back-to-back with our snake draft. All right. All right, Alex, go ahead and kick it off, sir. All right. With the first pick in the inaugural K-State-only fantasy football league for college and Kimball, amongst four pretty cool dudes, Alex selects Skylar Thompson. I feel like that number one pick was, uh, you know, I didn't really have much choice. (laughs) You kind of can't not take the quarterback. Yeah, that is, you know, the way that I had it all um, scored out in my predictions, he was not the highest scoring player, but I think he's definitely the safest pick. Yeah, and with, with what you'll... Obviously, get passing wise, and but again, the thing that everybody really kind of undersells is Skyler in the red zone just being money in terms right. of racking up touchdowns inside the five. So, can't also, blame me there. I was I was interested to see which direction you'd go, but that makes uh, my pick a little bit easier. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and jump on uh, number two here, and I will take Deuce Vaughn. Let me jot him down for you. I know we've talked a lot about it in our season preview about how we feel that Messingham and company want to find complementary pieces and Jacardier and uh, Joe Irvin. <laughs> but I still, we still all know that Deuce Vaughn's going to get the lion's share of the carries for running backs. He's going to be utilized much more in the passing game too, or even if it ends up being Another guy like Dervin Weathers, um, I, we still know that Deuce Vaughn is is going to be the focal point of this offense. So go ahead and give me DV. Mm-hmm. So as we're going through here, anyone listening to this, keep in mind that this is not a draft of just who we think are the best players. These are players that we think are going to score the most points for us. And that is why I am going to take Daniel Green with my number three overall pick. He's a guy who makes splash plays. He gets tackles for loss. He gets sacks. Uh, and that's going to come up big, I hope. So, Daniel Green, number three overall. I love the qualifier there, Clint. Do not at us. <laughs> <laughs> come at me. That's what that's saying. No, that's that's good, man. I think, And he's uh, saw in KSO that he and Fletcher are penciled in as, as starters. So, and, and honestly, think about what you're going to get out of him, even just week one. You know, Stanford's just going to smash you with run, run, running power all day long. So Daniel Green's got a chance to really show out early on. 
Yeah, I have sure. a feeling he's he's going to be the kind of guy who's going to get me like two points one week and then 20 points the next week. With uh, with all the uncertainty, you know, behind the starting two at the linebacker position, I kind of feel like I have to take Cody Fletcher here. You know, I think that they're especially early in the year, they might have to rely pretty heavily on Fletcher and Green. So I think there are definitely tackles to be had there. So I think that's a pretty easy pick for me. Uh, I'll go with Fletcher. I am surprised. I did not expect both linebackers to be off the board in round one. <laughs> well, yeah, just like you guys have said, the fact that there's zero depth means that there probably won't be a ton of substitution going on at that position. Well, and if there is, you don't know. You know, you can't bank on anyone getting more than probably a couple snaps here or there. You know, more to spell the starters than anything, I think. Hope I'm wrong, and I hope that we end up having some surprise depth there. But especially in the early in the year, I just don't see it. Um, I guess I'm up again. You are. Um, so it's funny. Everything I've ever done with an, with a, with a fantasy draft is telling me go receiver here, but, uh, (laughs) given the, the, the status of the receiver room, you know, I think we got a bunch of guys with potential. Um, obviously, you know, Malik Knowles is all big 12 caliber if he stays healthy, but I just, I don't know that I'm willing to risk a second round pick on that. So I think I'm going to go ahead and stay defense and I'm going to go with a veteran guy that came back. Uh, another guy that's, you know, got, got a chance to make a lot of plays in Jerron McPherson. Well, I was thinking about taking Jerron with my number three overall pick. So I think that's pretty solid for you. So I am up again. And I was kind of hoping that I would have Jerron right here. So I have to think about it just a little bit. You know, I've been talking up Malik Knowles all off season. It's time for me to put my money where my mouth is and take my guy Malik Knowles. Taken Malik number six overall. Uh, Feast of famine written all over it, man. <laughs> Hope it works out for you. <laughs> well, and I, I remember Kleiman came out the other day, said that, you know, through the first nine practices, Malik has participated in nine practices. So knock on wood, man, if he stays healthy, I think this is this is kind of the year really for him. If he doesn't break out this year, you know, who the hell? Knows well, and you know, happen. who knows if he can stay on the field? What is that like? who else can emerge as a weapon without that attention paid to him? That's, I mean, I really do think he's kind of the linchpin to the whole thing, really. Jeffrey. Uh, Man, uh, that made it tough. Okay. uh, I am going to probably, I don't, I really regret taking him this high, but I will take Philip Brooks. And I know I'll get some special teams contributions out of him. So I'm hoping that he can score well for me in that regard. But I also think he'll he'll definitely be the top option in the slot this year. Clint, I admittedly don't know. Are there special teams yardage points or is it just straight scoring like so touchdowns? I, I think it's straight scoring. But it let is me 12 points that. for a special teams touchdown. Though, yeah, so, so that, if, if you get a special teams touchdown, you are sitting pretty can we play KU multiple times this year? 
Can Les Miles Sorry. kick to him after the first <laughs> after the first one went sideways? <laughs> All right, you, Les. Sitting at number eight and nine, back to back picks. Uh, for number eight, I'm going to go with, and I'm bouncing back and forth between two guys right now in my head, and I don't know which one I want to pick. If that gives you any sort of clue. Um, I'm going to go with Felix and UDK. Very nice. So I was bouncing back between him and Khalid Duke. And then with my number nine pick. <sighs> I don't get another pick for a while. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go with Daniel Bebe. Okay. Can you explain to me why you didn't just hedge your bets and take uh, Khalid Duke? I feel like Anudike might be a little bit more involved in the run game for some tackles for loss and just overall tackles in general. So kind of hoping he gets a, a few sacks. I feel like Duke might be the more, you know, sack uh, heavy guy. But, you know, if he's not getting a couple sacks in a game, I feel like Felix might be getting more tackles. Plus, it's boring to take two players in the same position. Oh, you're asking me why I didn't just take both of them right now? Yes. I gotcha. No, that could have probably been a good strategy, especially <laughs> just keeping them away from you guys. But uh, I feel like Imater Bebe can... I feel like he's not going to be on the board next time I pick, So, and I really wanted him, so... There you go. Stop making me explain things, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording a podcast right now, Alex. This is magic, damn it. Uh, so dark. thank you for leaving him on the board for me. Give me Khalid Duke. <laughs> Would you have taken Felix if I left him on the board at that pick? I, I feel like I trust Duke more but uh, to your point, I, I too am kind of wary of him becoming more of that situational pass rusher coming in more on third down and, and a DK being more of your standard downs guy. I, I honestly don't know. I feel like Duke obviously deserves first team reps and, and can be an every down type of guy. But I, I, I like, like the depth that we have have it in so much I, but i think it, to your point i think he's probably going to be the guy who leads and if he's not the leader in sacks and i think he's going to be definitely second on the team in sacks so i am having a, had a similar quandary or a decision to make as alex did between two guys at the same position except i didn't have back-to-back -back picks um so i am going to go with julius brents damn it the more of the unknown you know, I love what Echo Boido brings, but the guy had zero interceptions last year. You know, he could have seven this year, but for all I know, he has complete stone hands, so I'm going to go with Julius Brents. I was facing the exact same uh, quandary, I believe was the word you used, and mm -hmm. that was the exact rationale I had in my own head, that for as locked down as Boido was, he never came away with the ball. That said, I think, you know, just looking at, you know, what's on the board right now, um, I'm going to go ahead and take Boydo here. I mean, we know he was really good in that number two corner spot last year. And obviously, I think, you know, they're going to 
offenses are going to have to pay a lot of attention to Brent, so they're probably going to throw Boido's way a lot. So the opportunity's there, so I'll take him. Mm-hmm. And Boido is a very eager hitter, which really surprised me last year. He is not afraid to go up and make the tackle. And uh, for defensive players, tackles might be the name of the game for this little experiment we're doing. Yeah, he is in my, I don't know that I've ever actually said this out loud, but he is in my opinion, maybe like the first like victor of the, of the coaching change. Um, you know, I, I kind of wonder why Bill wasn't playing him, you know, and it, it could have been, he needed to get some experience first, but, uh, I don't know, like with as good as he was out the gate, it's really surprising. He didn't play sooner than he did. Yeah. And I mean that a credit to the coaching staff for substituting so many guys in there, but I mean, I don't, I don't think that first game he hardly played at all. I don't think the coaches really knew what they had until he got in there the next couple weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think even leading up to the season last year, people were asking about Echo Boido, and the reports were that he was kind of buried on the depth chart. And then he started playing and was playing so well, they're like, this is just a really rare case of a guy like showing off better in games than he does in practice. So I don't know. Yeah, I feel but, like it was the, it was really the Oklahoma game where we were so we were just paper thin in the secondary, and it was really more so out of like necessity that he found himself like actually getting onto the field but you guys all hit it man it's sometimes you know you get a fortuitous bounce and everything and one and guys going out with injuries or you know guys being out with covid last year whatever the case was like i'm glad that we saw we got a chance to actually see echo boido that was awesome what is it as a team we had six interceptions last year and half of them were in the ou game i think (laughs) Uh, we got four of them and if I remember right, Solomon no, no, had no, one, that was right. Gardner Three, had and one, then the fumble, and then McPherson had the on. one to ice it. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing about Boydo is just he's always been so, you know, small. Like he just hasn't been able to put the weight on since he's been here. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that's one of those things. It's like even if he ha- was playing decent coverage in games, they just were so afraid of putting a guy that weighs 100 and what he's, was he weigh like 170 pounds out there, you know? Yeah, he's okay. he's just gotten to 170 pounds this offseason. Yeah, so I think part of it is maybe he wasn't practicing bad. It was just they're just terrified of putting a guy so small out there to help with the run game. And, you know, once he got out there and they're like, he's he's moving that weight around pretty well, hitting people. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess that's me again. And um, yes. So I've gone defense, my first three picks. I feel like I need to get on the board on the other side of the ball here. Um, this one really kind of comes, what'd you say, Alex? It's overrated. You know, and it's funny because for as much as everyone's talking about the offense could be the strength of this team, a lot of defensive guys are coming off the board here pretty early. Um, I'm going to go with, you know, this kind of just depends on, do you believe the smoke, you know, coming out of practice? It's a guy that obviously didn't play at all last year. We know Kleiman likes to mix up the touches that running backs get. Um, I think the carries are going to be there for him. And I'm going to buy into the hype and go with Joe Irvin. To your point on defense, though, Justin, uh, you know, just because we're picking defensive guys, it's someone's got to get a tackle on pretty much every play. So, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stats are going to be there whether we're giving up yards or not. Hopefully that's not the case, but also, you know, if a team is just working us, they're going to run 90 plays and that just increases the amount of stats that we're recording. Sure. Hopefully I'm not trying to say, I'm just saying, you know, stats wise, Mr. Negativity. 
<laughs> you guys know what I'm trying to say. I'm a little glad that you picked Joe Irvin because I was heavily considering it. And uh, I was just a little nervous because, you know, as much as the coaches have said that he'll get his playing time, uh, you know, having Deuce being first string makes you a little scared to have Joe Irvin out there on your team. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of rules and stipulations that I set to this that people aren't going to know. So I might just be throwing them out each time my pick is up. So I would like to mention that there is no position restrictions at this. You can do whatever uh, players you want uh, on your starting lineup. You don't have to have like a certain number of offense, a certain number of defense. Um, so for my next one, I took uh, Malik Knowles earlier. So I'm going to hedge my bets a little bit right now and go with a guy who's been getting a ton of praise this offseason, Tyrone Howell. New guy out of Hutch. Almost said Butler. <laughs> they all blend together, man. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I'm very excited to see what he's going to become. And I, you know, you're not. You might not see it games. You know, one through three or even four. But I think by the end of the year, he's definitely going to be very heavily involved in the passing attack for sure. All right. And this is a PPR league for anyone wondering. <laughs> well, 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 what direction do we go here? This is probably against my better judgment, but I am going to take a Morris Brown, as it sounds like he is... T- the tentative leader in the clubhouse for nickel. Uh, so I think just as a byproduct of so many spread offenses that you'll see in the big 12, I think he's going to be out on the field plenty. And again, you guys already kind of hit on it. Somebody's got to make tackles. And so uh, why not the guy playing nickel? So let's go with Morris Brown. Give me a couple picks this year. Very good. Alex is up with back-to-back picks. Uh, let's see here. I think starting to get into the getting into the weeds, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Um, with 16, I'm going to go with Keenan Garber. I think he's going to make some plays and get some catches, get some touches. He also might be involved in special teams. <sighs> <laughs> I'm trying to, find, trying to find that depth chart of yours, Clint. <laughs> Well, I put that out like a month ago, so You took luck. it down right before the draft. Uh, I can't think of <laughs> Oh, a Snyder move if ever there was one. <laughs> <laughs> the word or is on it about 50 times. Yep. Well. Is there a certain position you're debating about? I'm just trying to look at the depth chart for safety. Mm-hmm. Well, 
because we got McPherson is free safety. Yeah, Russ Yeast is definitely penciled in as the other starter. That's okay. That's I was I was looking at him, but I couldn't I couldn't remember if he was kind of in more of a backup corner or in that that uh that nickel discussion. Mm-hmm. But if he's in that kind of that strong safety role, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that guy. I don't think there's been more up and down reports on a player so far this offseason. Well, well, no, I'm. It's not a bad pick for sure because uh, right. he's going to get his tackles. But uh, there's you know, been we, times where he's been talked up, and other times that he's been kind of not mentioned at all. And I don't know. Yeah, there was one report specifically I'm thinking about who was not by a reporter, just somebody who watched practice, who said he did not look good at all. But then there's been multiple reports that said he was doing a great job since then. So one practice should not. Uh, Well, that's my guy. Got you in there. Jeff is back up. Uh, God. I, again, I I feel like everything, I'm going to preface everything. This is probably against my better judgment, but um, (laughs) I, no, I can't do that. Okay. Thinking. Um, let me go ahead. I, I got to grab Timmy Horn, take him off the board. I know D tackles don't typically get a lot of stats, but if there are guys in there getting strips and fumble recoveries, that's what I got to. That's what I got to bank on getting production out of him for, and he's certainly going to be starting day one. Like there's no question about that. So give me the biggest damn DT we've had in a long time. He's gonna I am that very excited about Tim Horn. I think yes. likewise, very good player for us. I think it bodes well that he is already a team captain. Absolutely, that, yeah, that is a very good sign. I think. Um, so I am gonna go with another one of my favorite players on this team with T.J. Smith. Not projected to be a starter, but as much as this coaching staff likes to rotate, I think he'll get plenty of playing time. My only worry is that he is going to get tossed out of several games for <laughs> hitting way too hard. There was at least that Texas Tech game last year. He had some some big pops, and most of them on review looked clean, but I think there was one he probably should have got a targeting on. Nope. So you got to clean that up to stay in those games because – more often than not, if they're reviewing it, you're probably gone. TJ Smith has never done anything wrong in his life. It's just the refs who are out to get him. Yep, it's just the rule. Just a bad rule. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, think about that. That's because you lose him for a half. If he gets bounced, and <laughs> depending on when he gets bounced, you might not get him the next week. Yep. Um, Clint, <laughs> super ballsy. Just <laughs> totally. <I love> <laughs> Oh man, go ahead, Nutter. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and roll the dice on someone who they don't know is gonna be 100% to start the year. Um, but he did make some splash plays. Um, you know, kind of throughout last season uh, in Chabaston Taylor. So I, I do think that I, the, the concern with him probably is if he does miss any extended time. You know, does that kind of open the door for for Tyrone Howell? 
Um, but it sounds like, you know, based on reports as recent as this week, um, he should be good to go for the opener, uh, maybe, you know, on a, on a limited snap count. But even so, I think he's going to get his touches, especially if Malik is healthy and on the field. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go Taylor there. Would love to see him finally break out and have a good year. Yep. It just he's certainly got the physical, the the, the frame and the tools there. Mm-hmm. I truly believe he was on his way last year when kind of poor quarterback play after Skyler went down kind of derailed his big season. Well, yeah, he had a couple of uh, a couple of big catches against Arkansas State, and then the touchdown that kind of brought us to life in Norman. Oh man, if like that, we needed that. Like I remember that because our offense through the first about 20 minutes of game time was stagnant. Yep. All caps. <laughs> Down 14 to zero at that point, I believe. If not 21, yeah. <clears throat> okay, me again. I keep forgetting I, I pick back to back. Um, I was just about to remind you. Yeah, my bad. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to go back to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, he was the, of all returning players, led the team in tackles for loss. And I think he's probably due for another step up that ladder. Uh, I will go with Timmy Horn's partner in crime, uh, Eli Huggins. He's a guy that didn't get a lot of love last year, I think, because of Drew Wiley. But and obviously, he, you know, he'll he'll probably continue to not get a ton of recognition because of the addition of you know the newly anointed captain in in Horn. But I do think Huggins is going to be a a pretty solid complement. All right. Like the fact that we got some good size at DT this year. That's six, right. Four and six five. Like I felt like a lot of the Snyder Snyder era D tackles were were six foot even on a good day and maybe checking it at about two eighty or so. So it's it's going to be hopefully we can get some pass deflections there in the middle. So for my next pick, I'm going to take someone who. Seems to have been passed on the depth chart, but is the senior, super senior presence there on the defensive line who's had a lot of experience at K-State. I said this at one point on Twitter a few weeks ago. I have no idea what the actual stat is, but I think he's going to break the record for most games ever played in a K-State uniform. Bronson Massey played quite a bit as a freshman all three years, and now we'll be playing quite a bit, hopefully for me, as a super senior. He does feel like a guy that's been around for about nine years. Mm-hmm. Alex is up. No, Jeff is up. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> I will go. I'll take this pick three in a row. I will take. Got to stay. Uh, Got to go for my hometown here. Give me Sam Wheeler tight end. That I'm is very excited I was to see what he could do with an entire season if he can stay on the damn field. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed that he stays healthy. That's my my biggest concern with him. But I think, again, he was really 
really coming along in his development last year before the injury. And I, I th- and again, you talked about it, Clint. It's kind of the same thing with Sebastian and that when when Will Howard had to start running the offense, you know, the, the passing games took such a significant step back. I think with Skyler back there now, he's going to be poised to have a, a good season and love what we can do. And thinking about what we can do with him and Daniel Matarbebe with some double tight sets too. You got some pretty legitimate pass catching threats there. Spells good stuff for the offense. All righty. We are end of the sixth round. I'm going to pick with the um, shuffling, the the rotation of running backs. I feel like this dude might get some pretty good uh, carries being the power back. I will go with Jacardier Wright. From a scoring perspective, he'll probably get a lot of carries toward the goal line. So I think that's probably a pretty good pick. And I, I'm a big fan of his. I really think he can be a special player if he gets the, you know, gets a good amount of carries, especially with Irvin being more in line with Deuce being kind of more of a shifty back. And then, all right, on to the seventh round. And here's a guy that I have heard some good things about, probably is not going to be a starter, but who knows? He might carve out a, a role throughout the year. I'm going to pick Marvin Martin. I can't hear anything. Clint, you're on mute. Well, I said that was interesting. I believe that's the first <laughs> true freshman off the board. His name just keeps popping up, though, in all the reports. So... I can't be the only one that thinks Looney Tunes every time his name is said, right? <laughs> yes. Marvin the Martian. Yep. He's probably never heard that, so you should uh, give him a shout-out on Twitter, Justin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It'll be the first time ever. I am a bit of an expert in ridiculous names. Justin Nutter. No. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Do you like Nutter Butters? Yeah, again, never heard that in my life. You're the first. <laughs> no, Middle I, school was a bitch, man. I'll just leave it at that. I'm really curious if you liked him. I don't mind him, I guess. You know, after the movie Castaway came out, that was a real fun time for me. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's funny. <laughs> I had, uh, when I was working at K-Man, um, one of the responsibilities if you had to do the morning sports like you would have to stop in for b104 you would do a sports update with them and then you would do something for for all the the stations uh for manhattan broadcasting and uh the uh co-host of the b104 morning show said my name jeff burkhart and then she just said on air like did anybody in high school call you burke fart i was like no but that is such low-hanging fruit. That tells you how dense some of my friends were in high school. <laughs> I'm surprised. Oh, my God. I was just like, that. I ne- and honestly, I never thought of it myself, thank God. But <laughs> So when I wrote for the Collegian, um, I had actually taken over a column that Cole Manbeck had wrote the year before. It was a spinoff of, uh, of a reporter for the Capitol Journal, 
and it was called Midweek Musings. So, I mean, pretty simple concept. You know, it ran every Wednesday, kind of a bullet point format, just like whatever questions are kind of on our mind at the time. And one of the first times it ran that I was writing it, they needed like about another inch of column space. And rather than asking me to add another bullet point or anything, they altered the headline of the column and called it Nutter's Midweek Musings, which I thought was the douchiest. Like it made me look like this big egotistical jerk. Well, then they stuck with it. I'd asked them not to, and they stuck with it anyway. And I was out in Aggieville one night and (laughs) pretty late in the night, everyone's pretty far gone. And this guy I don't recognize comes up to me and goes, Nutter! And I'm like, hey, man, do I know him? Then he, before I can say anything else, he goes, the weekly Nutter! (laughs) And I was like, we have to cut that crap out now. (laughs) They should have changed it to the weekly Nutter. No, we should not have. That's a better title right there. Oh, the Collegian. I missed the forum. Um, Don't we all? (laughs) uh, I'm going to... I'm going to roll these dice here. Give me Reggie Stubblefield. Uh, I like that pick, Jeff. That was where I was going. (laughs) Yeah, I was just kind of looking through who was left, and I was just thinking, you know, like, why not? You know, at this point, we're we're just throwing darts, really, because we're talking about a lot of these guys that are still kind of fringe twos, but I think he's he's still a candidate to actually get on as a first-teamer here, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, give me stubs. Yeah, what? so you, you remember last year, Will Jones was the starting nickelback for the first game, and then they decided to move A.J. Parker over to that position. You know, they're saying uh, Richard Freshman's going to be the, or maybe I guess he's a true sophomore now, Amaris Brown starting a nickel. I could see something very similar happen. Well, I'm covered because I got oh. him too. Secondary just better not suck. That's what I need here. Just <laughs> well, now I have to reassess i bet you love that tangent we just went on when you got one more pick in front of you waiting to get get somebody (laughs) and then i was just stalling he picks the guy you wanted well i am going to go with a player who could end up being the best pick of the draft or get me zero points on the season with Ty Zentner. Damn it. If he is the place kicker, that will be a great pick for me. If somebody else wins out and he's just the punter and kickoff specialist, I will end up with zero points out of him. Uh, I've been eyeballing that name for about six picks, Clint. (laughs) And that really puts me in a bind because I had no plan B. Justin, oh boy, we really are just throwing darts. That's a great way to put it, Jeff. Um, there is a name that I actually didn't even think of until just now, um, and he seems to be due for a few a few touches every game. Either way, um, go ahead and give me Landry Weber. I might regret that. That might end up coming up huge for me. Okay, the positive reports on the latest. Uh information out of practice so if landry weber does anything for you i will Um, be upset what's that if landry weber does anything for you i will be very upset i can live with that when you said a guy that might only get a couple of care or a couple of touches something popped in my head i wonder 
that guy will come off the board anytime soon. Oh, yeah. Find anybody. I think I know who you're talking about, but I don't well, think I, I want to. I know who you're talking about, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, Justin, you are up again. Yep, I got one more. What do I want to do with it? Oh, boy. Kind of scouring the list here. Give me just a second. There's you know what? Screw it. Uh, I am going to take him. Give me Jax. Jax <laughs> Deneen. Is that who you're talking about, Alex? Yeah. Well, I am breathing a huge sigh of relief. So I can hedge my bets by taking Tayton Winkle, the other main candidate for place kicking duties. This is the last round, correct? That's correct. Doubled up on kickers. Man, I just think it's going to end up being Zentner, so I could not bring myself to take Winkle. Take Winkle, what a sentence. Take Tayton? Nothing. Never mind. Bad joke. <laughs> Just don't have the kind of crowd that appreciates it, Netter. <laughs> I don't want to meet the crowd that does. <laughs> it's a family podcast. Oh, we've no, actually we've got the explicit tag on there just to be safe. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like I've just gone defense, 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 really, for... <laughs> Oh, God. I just don't see anybody left that's on the board offensively that I would really bank on getting anything out of. I think RJ Garcia and Jalen are pretty much one and the same. Uh, Shit, man, I'm going to have to go defense again. I've do- I have been very upset with them with him in uh, moments, um, but I think he's he's played too much for me to not think that he's going to see the field this year, even with the position change. I'm going to take Wayne Jones. Oh, shit. Well, good luck to you. <laughs> oh, I can drop his ass if he's not going to do anything. <laughs> So I feel like if we, or uh, sorry, I feel like, I don't remember if you mentioned Clint, but the one position group we left out is offensive line, uh, just because there's pretty much no good way to score anything. The only thing would be like allowing sacks and penalties, which would always give you negative points also. So if you're listening (laughs) to this, don't think we're just completely forgetting about the O-line. There is... There is a reason. We still love our offensive linemen. 30 uh, points per pancake. And the long, yep. So, I guess I have the last pick in this. Last pick, round. yes. I have about four, four dudes kind of tossed around in my head. Sounded weird. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's recorded from now until forever. <laughs> you are off the record. <laughs> And I guess since it's the last pick, I can kind of, I'm kind of going back and forth between Jalen Travis, Sincere Mason, and Nick Allen. 
Um, Justin Gardner still on the board also. So is Jalen Pickle and Robert Hentz. Uh, Will Howard, you never know what could happen. He could end up being a huge <laughs> point getter this year. Knock Touchdown Vulture. Touchdown Vulture. We, we need a nice crop of players for our free agency throughout the season. Um, I think I'm going to go with Nick Allen being that third linebacker spot. Yes, sir. Yes, so we're, we are starting five, have three on the bench, and then we'll have free agency. Trades are on the table. We're going to be doing one versus one, so we'll pretty much just alternate between, you know, having, I mean, we will alternate between having just the three opponents all year. And then the last game of the season will be the number one versus the number two teams for the championship. Like I said, guys, very excited to see how this plays out over the course of the season. And for those of you scoring at home here, here are the teams. So Alex, Skylar Thompson, Felix Anudike, Daniel Amaterbebe, Keenan Garber, Russ Yeast, Jacardier Wright, Marvin Martin, and Nick Allen. I have Deuce Vaughn, Philip Brooks, Khalid Duke, Amaris Brown, Timmy Horn, Sammy Wheeler, Reggie Stubblefield, and Wayne Jones. Clint has Daniel Green, Malik Knowles, Julius Brents, Tyrone Howell, TJ Smith, Bronson Massey, Ty Zentner, and Tayton Winkle. And lastly, Justin has Cody Fletcher, Jaron McPherson, Echo Boydo, Joe Irvin, Sebastian Taylor, Eli Huggins, Landry Weber, and Jax Deneen. So those are the four squads. Clint is going to be posting the box scores of our weekly head-to-head matchups on Twitter. So that'll be an item that you guys can follow along with us as we navigate through this inaugural little fantasy venture here. Now, if you have a group of friends that you want to do a fantasy league with, slide into Clint's DMs. Again, it's at the K-State fan number two on Twitter. And he can set you up with the template that we used for drafting, scoring, and everything else. So, like I said, if you have any interest in doing that with a group of friends, I know we're we're running short on time as we're just a handful of days away from the start of the 2021 season. So, if you have any interest in doing it, hit him up here quick so he can get you fixed up. Now, I did want to take a step back here and discuss this in context of what content we're going to be putting out for you guys over the course of the season a little peek behind the curtain currently we get together at nine o'clock on wednesday nights to record these episodes and unfortunately with all of our family obligations work commitments and everything in between we're really not going to have the bandwidth to record multiple episodes per week so what we will intend on putting out for you guys though is obviously a very uh let's say meaty weekly pod where we obviously break down the game that was for Kansas State. We look ahead to the Cats upcoming contest. We'll discuss the happenings in the Big 12, how the conference title race is shaping up, and then we'll dedicate some time as well to our fantasy team. So we'll still plan on putting out that one episode for you guys each week. If anything does change and we're able to open up some time in our own schedules and perhaps record an episode Uh, earlier in the week and do a recap and then do a separate episode with a preview we'll certainly post about it on twitter so again if you haven't already follow us on twitter it's college underscore kimball now like i said guys we certainly we so greatly appreciate all of you who have 
turned into dedicated listeners for us. Again, we, we can't begin to express the amount of gratitude that we have for each and every one of you. We know these are long marathon episodes that we put out for you guys, but I I think to a man, we have an an inordinate amount of fun just getting together to talk about Kansas State football. It it is something that we are all extremely passionate about in our own lives, and it's been a part of our upbringings, and and it's been just a thrill to to get together to to bring this to you. And we we love, we've seen our download numbers continue to increase week by week. Uh, The season preview pod, as we record this one, is already up above 400 downloads within just the first couple of days here, which is great for us. That's the highest number of downloads we've had for any one given episode. So thank you guys so much for for your for your patronage and for listening to us we we can't thank you enough and we look forward again to giving you more content throughout the course of the season we certainly hope that you stick with us here as the cats begin to embark on the 2021 season cannot wait for that opening kickoff in jerry world remember bright and early fox sports one the trees and the cats We'll be getting together later on this week to get a preview recorded for you, get you primed for the Cats 2021 season opener. Safe travels to any of those fans who are going to be making the trek down to DFW, whether you're flying it or making the drive down I-35. Please get there safely. Enjoy your time in the Metroplex. And with all that said, I think it's time to wrap this one up the way that we always do. Cats, man. If you know, you know. Yeah.